All right, today I want to wrap up the discussion on non-dual causality, or simultaneity in life purpose, or understanding life learning from the perspective of non-duality or unity, in which there is no linear time. Or what we consider to be the future is、um, is living in the eternal present, the present moment, without、um, doors of perception, doors of perception cleansed and then removed, showing infinity or reality as is, beyond、uh, concept, beyond interpretation, direct gnosis. Non-dual gnosis of reality, <clears throat> being akin to timelessness, being akin to true simultaneity, and being another level,、uh, or a level from which we can understand life purpose more deeply. So I started with <clears throat> this page of IMDb.com character quotes from the Oracle in the Matrix movies, and I'm going to read it again. And then jump to some other material from from Ra regarding true simultaneity and life purpose from the perspective of non-duality.、Uh, close to the top of the page, Matrix Reloaded, two thousand three. Dialogue between Oracle and Neo <clears throat> about Trinity, where Neo had had a dream of her dying.、Uh, the first scene of the movie, her flying out of the window, being shot. Oracle says, "Did you see her die?" He says, "No." Oracle says, "You have the sight now, Neo. You're looking at the world without time." Neo asks, "Then why can't I see what happens to her?" Meaning the future after. <clears throat> Then Oracle says, "We can never see past the choices we don't understand," which sort of means you can't see what happens after what you've seen of the so-called future because you haven't yet seen past certain choices. You haven't, you don't understand certain choices, so you can't see the future beyond what you've seen. Neo asks, "Are you saying that I have to choose whether Trinity lives or dies?" Nor Oracle says, "No, you've already made the choice. Now you have to understand it." Nor Neo says, "No, I can't do that. I won't." She says, "Well, you have to." He asks, "Why?" She says, "Because you're the one." <clears throat> And so. He is. He has the sight. I mean, again, you know,、uh, this this is not、uh, Buddha Dhamma. Okay, this is the Matrix movie.、Uh, but some of the dialogue, some of the principles of this dialogue are、mm, universal Dhamma or truth. It seems to me. There is something called the sight, <clears throat> also called clairvoyance, but it's actually multi-dimensional perception.、Uh, multi-dimensional includes beyond. Uh, our current, our, our our common, the default perception of the present moment or linear time. With that spiritual sight,、uh, it is akin to seeing beyond、um, linear time, to some degree, and there are relative or levels of relative development of the sight. Yeah, so he's somewhat seeing beyond time, seeing reality outside linear time, but not fully. Why not fully? Because he doesn't understand certain choices that he's already made, 
but he didn't know he made them. He also doesn't understand them. So there's choices already made, and that in many ways can be applied to understanding the incarnation. The choices that we make, that we experience ourselves to be making in real time, present moment, in an incarnation, can be seen as choices already made before the incarnation, from the level of higher self, which is our true self, which is us now too, but uh, with a greater awareness. So, uh, <clears throat> there are choices already made, there are choices um, made or unmade that are not understood, and then there are the choices um, of the entirety of a lifetime already made and fully understood. <laughs> And so the goal would be full comprehension or understanding of choices or a lifetime already lived, which means fully understanding your future. Now, I mean, only a Buddha, or I imagine a third stage Buddha awake, Buddhist awakened being, would, you know, awakened being who's nearly <clears throat> finished, who basically is nearly totally free of uh, desire and aggression, free of clinging to physical or mental or spiritual experience uh, all only that one would have such vision it seems uh, the point here in in the from the perspective of non-duality or reality beyond concept the law of one choices already made the work of an incarnation partly can be seen as trying to understand the choices already made how so the next dialogue, which is the last we will take from this page, Neo asks the oracle, but if you already know, meaning she already knows what choice he's made or the future, if you already know, how can I make a choice? <clears throat> and she says, because you didn't come here to make the choice, you've already made it. You're here to try to understand why you made it. I thought you'd have figured that out by now. <clears throat> and so you didn't come here is analogous to we are uh, we uh, beings uh, incarnating or having this incarnation on earth now uh, we didn't incarnate to make the choices that we've already made yet we experience ourselves as making choices during a lifetime obviously from the perspective of unity timelessness the choices are already made while our work is to try to make good choices, our work is also to try to understand which choice to make, and certainly looking back at our past, we could uh, usefully consider, why did I make the choices? That's called self-understanding, and that leads to forgiveness, particularly when we've made choices that led to um, unpleasant or harmful or difficult or painful consequences. Um, whatever problem we had now, actually, or whatever disturbing uh, emotional charge, mental state, life condition, bodily ailment. <clears throat> I mean, you know, by the theory of karma is the effect of causes that we put into play. You create your own reality, which means uh, we must have made some less than ideal choices uh, that have led to this current uh, condition of suffering or greater suffering or illness or emotional charging or vulnerability, or pain, or whatever. And so, <clears throat> uh, the purpose then of incarnation from higher self, to some degree, can be understood as uh, the challenge of understanding the life that we've already lived or chosen. 
now uh, that obviously is not easily understood and I'm just feeling my way through this as well now if we look at the law of one <clears throat> um, I'd like to look at session 82 and then 83 8225 837 um, Don 8225 um, was asking saying I don't I don't grasp too well the condition of incarnation and time between incarnation prior to the veil now he's asking about 3d process before the veiling uh, basically what was the necessity for what we call review of the incarnation if consciousness was uninterrupted before the veil um, and beings didn't have this curtain between conscious and subconscious uh, but we can understand um, incarnation better by Ra's reply incarnation now here after the veil where clearly um, the post-death process which is basically healing or energy mind body spirit energy uh, rectification uh, restoration healing then life review then preparation for the next incarnation <clears throat> the middle phase of life review can be surely seen as a study of how well we did during our test and now again we're talking about after the veil Ra speaks of life review in certain ways from the perspective of unity similar to the oracle speaking to Neo uh, from a perspective outside of time regarding a choice that we believe we have yet to make that can be seen outside from the perspective of timelessness as already having been made then from that perspective the work is to understand those choices already made Likewise, from the perspective of higher self, living in unity or outside of time, to some degree, not fully it seems, the purpose of incarnation is more of a study than a testing. However, Ra does talk about it in both ways. So let's look at 8225. Ra says, No portion of the Creator audits the course, to use your experiential terms, meaning takes the class of incarnation or takes incarnation akin to taking a class without grade. Actually, we're all graded by ourselves uh, on how well we've done in the incarnation, which, again, is the dualistic perspective that we're making choices or having tests that <clears throat> we do better or worse at during the lifetime, the incarnation. <clears throat> and um, nobody, no, no soul is incarnated uh, without being graded and tested uh, or graded on how well it did during the test, uh, graded by itself, and that's the uh, metaphysical basis of the notion of judgment day, or judgment after death. Yeah, there is judgment. It's self-judgment, but it isn't condemnatory judgment. <clears throat> it's, it's an assessment of how well we did in the incarnation. However, from the perspective of higher self or timelessness, it's not quite a life review of a testing. It's... Um, it's a life review of a study, <laughs> and meaning uh, the results of the test are have already been made before the incarnation. <laughs> the testing, how we feel, we in linear time consciousness see the incarnation as uh, repeated testing. From the perspective of higher self, uh, the testing <clears throat> has already been completed before the incarnation, but... Uh, it's a study of how well we did in the testing uh, during what we feel to be the testing or what we feel to be the testing 
represents or can be seen <clears throat> by higher self <clears throat> as well as by us ourselves now as a studying of how well of of how um, why we made the choices just like the oracle said so i go back to raw no portion of the creator audits the course to use your experiential terms each kind each incarnation is intended to be a course in the creator knowing itself they <clears throat> review or shall we say to continue the metaphor each test is an integral portion of the process of the creator knowing itself each incarnation each incarnation will end with such a test this is so this is so that the portion of the creator meaning the beingness may assimilate the experiences in yellow ray physical third density may evaluate the biases gained and may then choose either by means of automatically provided aid by herself or by the self meaning the conscious mind the conditions of the next incarnation now <clears throat> Uh, Ra throws around a few things here. So, every being that incarnates will be self-grading um, during and after the incarnation. Each incarnation, overall, from a high level, can be seen as the creator knowing itself, because all beings are the creator, or we can say are aspects of the creator, or representation or differentiations of the creator or of totality okay then um, in terms of life review um, each a review meaning a life review work but then they say shall we say each test is an integral portion of the of the creator knowing itself and so the life review can be seen as a test as well and so the life as a course of the creator knowing itself where indeed there is a grading uh, of how well something was done or the quality of one's work during the incarnation the life review could be seen as a test each life review you can say the life review reviews the testing of the incarnation you can say the life review is itself a testing um, of how well the Creator knew itself, or how well we understood our choices. How well we understood where we're coming from, or what our biases have been in the life we've just lived. Which includes not only, obviously, the choices we made, but how well we understood our choices. How well we understood ourselves. Self-understanding now can be seen as understanding the self that has been created by prior choices by choices obviously in a linear continuum those are prior choices in non-dual perspective they're choices made now or timeless choices but self-understanding itself the study the course of the creator knowing itself the process of the creator knowing itself <clears throat> um, the life itself the life review also the life as a testing and each incarnation will end with such a test, the life review as a testing, um, the life as a testing, the life also as a study, which is um, basically about self-understanding, knowing itself, knowing oneself, which equals knowing how we've become what we are. Knowing oneself includes knowing how we got to be what we are. Knowing what we are, or knowing ourself, is knowing what we are currently in our sense of time. 
what we are currently is what we've become by prior choices, again, from the perspective of linear time. So knowing self and its biases now includes knowing the purpose for which our choices are the biases in which we made apparently prior choices that led us to be the way we appear to be or understand ourselves to be in the present. And that's very similar to what the Oracle said. Your job is not to make the choice, but to understand the choices you already made, to understand yourself, to understand your biases, to understand where you are coming from or where you are coming from now. And that can even include how well we want to understand ourselves, how well we wish to understand how we've gotten to be where we are. And so what are our deeper values that were the basis of various choices? And that's where we start to get to the heart of this, I think. Um, there are certain, any choice we make or that has been made in the apparent, uh, the apparent previous time, apparently prior choices. Choices are made as the reaction to catalyst based on uh, deep mind values and beliefs, core beliefs and, and moral values. Moral values means what we value more and less, our scale of values. This is really subtle stuff. Um, valuation, values are intrinsically moral in terms of right and wrong, in terms of how we, what we consider right and wrong, what we consider better and worse, what we consider excellent or good or neutral or bad or extremely bad and terrible. Our scale of values uh, is one of the bases by which we make choices. Likewise, uh, core beliefs about self and world, and including core beliefs of those values, are also how we uh, are, are the underlying basis by which we make choices uh, and have made choices in the apparent past that, that are the choices that are the basis of, of what we'll understand when we come to self-understanding. Know yourself means know the self you've chosen to become, to know the choices we've made to, got, to get us here. Uh, and that includes the values and the core beliefs that were the basis of how we responded to the catalyst in making the choices. <laughs> so um, each incarnation then will end with such a test, said Ra, meaning the life review can be seen as a test. This is so that the portion of the Creator, meaning the mind-body-spirit complex, uh, and including higher self here, may assimilate the experiences in yellow ray physical third density, meaning in space-time during the Incarnation. So number one, ex assimilate experiences. That's the distillation of love light. May evaluate biases gained, which means um, the progression of choices, the uh, evolutionary progression, or the development of the... the the history of our choices in an incarnation, the choices we make when we're 10 years old, 5 years old, 10 years old, 20 years old, 30 years old, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, the choices made at different time points or junctures or um, different nodal, temporal nodal points along the continuum of a life path, of a life history, of an incarnation, those choices changed along the way. And so we have biases gained and lost, actually, biases gained which may be evolutionary or skillful or not biases lost 
which may have been losing a good thing or losing or getting rid of something unneeded and unhelpful. So evaluate the progression or the change uh, of, of biases during the incarnation. That's also seen in a life review. Then may choose um, conditions of next incarnation, choosing, um, you know, by green ray activation, car- consciously participating in program catalyst for next lifetime, or not uh, consciously participating, but having higher self do it automatically. I mean, there are a lot of people who die. Most people who die who are not much heart chakra activated um, are just reabsorbed into higher self and just uh, float along the stream uh, without a hell of a lot of um, conscious, deliberative consultation interaction with higher self because the light's too bright. If the light's too bright for the conscious mind in um, a relational experience of higher self, then they're not consciously participating in uh, future life catalyst programming. So, uh, so we've got three purposes for the life review, which could be called a test. One, um, that the portion of the creator, the portion, what portion? I would say the mind-body-spirit complex beingness totality, the, the totality of the seven-dimensional uh, portion or vehicle of the creator or apparent self, the octave self, the whole self, the seven-dimensional whole self, which is not whole, but it's a seven-dimensional self, can distill love light from the experiences. And um, that assimilation uh, is associated with the progression of um, deep mind biases um, that, that undergird the choices or the progression of the choices made in the Incarnation. The choices I made to respond to a certain catalyst at age 5 or 10 are very different than I'll be making now at age 50-something. Likewise, be different than how I might be making them 20 years from now. And so there's the evolution of biases, which is the evolution of core beliefs and the evolution of uh, moral values, the spectrum of moral values. Moral values, particularly what's seen as better and worse um, for me. You know, each person for themselves, it's better that I, I mean, when the person um, reacts angrily, when we, re, when we are caught in emotional triggering, or when we're triggered emotionally, and respond with emotional charge of anger, or sadness, or hurt, or something, that ultimately comes out of um, distorted beliefs, core beliefs, and a somewhat confused moral spectrum, moral set. A moral value system or hierarchy of moral values or values that that at some level sees that emotional response as better than a non-emotional response uh, that may be of greater wisdom or greater love wisdom balance <clears throat> and so when when the catalyst uh, of uh, let's say an attack uh, happens to us at age 10 um, and the same or similar happens to us at age 30 or 50 or 70, <clears throat> the, the difference, the, the spectrum of our responses um, along those three ages or multiple ages represents the evolution of our biases. But the biases are constituted, it seems to me, of core beliefs, particularly how I think of myself, second chakra, self-esteem, self-image, and worldview. <clears throat> and, um, and then values. So core beliefs and values like 
um, development of consciousness is good or important um, that may be known at age 30 or 50 but not at age 10 or 20 or 15 <laughs> whatever and so we learning learning along the way we make quote better choices equal more skillful choices meaning choices with more <clears throat> harmonious or supportive consequences a good choice uh, is a choice that, pro that that produces helpful consequences and a bad choice quote bad choice is a choice ultimately that gives us a karmic load or creates more inertia or um, gives us bad fruit which means um, it leads to limiting uh, painful confusing unhelpful consequences and so the evolution of our choices in a lifetime is the evolution of our core beliefs uh, and values moral values in a lifetime which is the evolution of our biases during a lifetime uh, that um, evolution or process of change and development is reviewed in the life review <clears throat> and that's associated with this evaluation of biases gained biases again meaning I, to me core beliefs particularly about self and world um, and, and and purpose um, and that intertwines with core, with moral values deep values it's better to be this way than that way I value this more than that the evolution of those biases uh, is evaluated <clears throat> uh, and then whether with help or without help or done you know uh, consciously or not uh, conditions of next incarnation are set forth in this life review now <clears throat> when we go to session 83 maybe I'm not going to even finish this <laughs> session 83 <clears throat> 83.7 um, Ra talking about time, space, and life review, saying it is true that the nature of time, space is such that a lifetime may be seen as is, may be seen whole as a book or record. <clears throat> the pages studied, rifled through, and reread. However, the value of review, meaning life review, is that of the testing, as opposed to the studying. At the testing, when the test is true, the distillations of all study are made clear. During the process of study, which you may call the incarnation, <laughs> now, <clears throat> this is the reversal, right? Incarnation, in which we feel a lot of testing, Ra's calling study. And life review, which looks like a study, Ra's calling testing. Okay? And I'll explain <clears throat> as best I can. During the process of study, second paragraph, which you may call the incarnation, so incarnation as a study, regardless of an entity's awareness of the process taking place, during the incarnation, the material is diffused and over-attention is almost inevitably placed upon detail. <clears throat> the detail of um, what happened rather than the uh, causal basis for it. Then, um, in terms of life review, the testing upon cessation of the incarnative state is not that testing which involves correct memorization of many details. The testing, meaning life review, <laughs> this testing is Rather, the observing of self by self, often with aids, as we have said, in this observation, one may see one sees the sum of all the detailed study, meaning the incarnation, that being an attitude or complex of attitudes which bias the consciousness of the mind, body, spirit. And so here's the the integration. 
uh, life review as a testing is obviously not uh, a testing of anything memorized and uh, repeated back. It's a testing <laughs> that, you know, why is it called testing? Uh, well, you better ask Moral because I'm not sure. They call it a testing, but this testing life review involves self-observation, right? Self by self, observing. Okay, there are aids, it's helped, it's not done alone. So the life review, as a testing, involves observing oneself, yeah. In that observation, what one sees is the sum of all the detailed study or the sum of the lifetime, which is the choices made. And the biases beneath the choices or by which the choices were made and the evolution. So the evolution of the biases um, that led to or were associated with the choices made over the lifetime. And so what is the sum of all the detailed study, what is the sum? The sum or the uh, biases are the attitude or complex of attitudes as biases, which bias consciousness um, of the being during the lifetime. And so we're observing, the life review then is observing the evolution of the biases. And the biases represent attitude or complex of attitudes. And again, I've, uh, to me, they're self-image, worldview, core beliefs of various sort um, about what is, right? Like, including, this is a material u universe only, you only live one once. <clears throat> that kind of worldview is materialist. Uh, that is a core belief. Uh, that is associated with the bias or the attitude in terms of view or core belief of how one sees self and world and life, then the moral values. So that attitude, a complex of attitudes, um, the biases, biased um, the mind or and decisions over the lifetime and evolved, that's seen in the life review. Why that's called testing, <clears throat> I'm not really sure. It isn't a testing where a test is being given. It's the testing that seems to be observing how well we did um, or how we uh, evolved during the lifetime. And um, the, <clears throat> uh, the value of life review is that of testing as opposed to studying. Um, it's the, uh, the testing is more of a distillation. It's a, I just don't think that raw, I think that they got, they, it's not difficult, it's not clear to me what, uh, why they use the word testing, because it isn't quite a testing if it's an observing of self by self and a reviewing, nor is it a testing if it's, if there's distillation. So when the test is true, meaning what, when one does a, a high quality life review, distillations of all study, meaning the incarnation are made clear. Well, the clarifications of the distillations of the evolution of the biases, that's what we're talking about. The distillations is the distilling of love light from the experience, which is really the change in, in, in bias, the change in deep mind attitude, complex of attitudes, meaning core beliefs and values. That's how it looks to me. And so uh, the evolution of um, biases or core beliefs and values over the lifetime is observed. And that observation is a distillation. And that can be called a testing, um, but it's, I don't really see how it's a test. <laughs> right? But the incarnation being called a study 
certainly, if you call the incarnation a study, then you're studying the biases that have led to the choices made. You've already made the choices, said the oracle. You just need to understand, and you can't see past choices on, on non-understood. So it's not simply that we feel there's a testing and we got to make a good choice. But the deeper level of working <clears throat> in incarnation is to understand ourselves, which is to understand how I've gotten to where I am today, which means what are my attitudes, biases, uh, deep mind values and core beliefs. Uh, that self-knowing can be done during a lifetime and is done, it seems, in the life review in which there's that distillation uh, of the lifetime as a study. However, if we look at the last link, and that, that's all I'm going to do because I, I can't really pull this together perfectly. If the last link is Law of One Search Results for the word testing, and I wanted to catch my teacher, and I did. And <clears throat> if we look down the page uh, at uh, 88.6 and 34.10, 88.6, Don was asking about Carla's need to go to the bathroom a lot before the session. Second paragraph um, as to Ra explaining why she needed to go to the bathroom a lot before the session. Ra said that this, the will, her, her will, the will to be of service to the Creator through the means of offering itself as instrument in these workings, Carla, therefore was given an opportunity for the testing of resolve. And so um, <clears throat> the negative entity uh, working on her could be seen as being given an opportunity for the testing of her resolve. So clearly, um, her experience, or from Ra's perspective, there was testing during her incarnation going on. Okay? So, yes, <laughs> the incarnation can be seen as a testing also. And, to rub it home, to rub it in, 3410, below it, Don asking about um, <clears throat> Schweitzer and Martin Luther King, and um, the difference between yellow reactivity of the two entities in the second paragraph, Martin Luther King. Ross said, the other example, this is 3410, the other example is the entity Martin. This entity dealt in a great degree with rather negative orange ray and yellow ray vibratory patterns, I think mainly in the environment. However, this entity was able to keep open the green ray energy, and due to the severity of its testing, if anything, this entity may be seen to have polarized more towards the positive due to its fidelity to service to others in the face of great catalyst. So, severity of its testing. So, obviously, the life path can be seen as uh, successive testings. Likewise with Carla, uh, given an opportunity for the testing of her resolve. So, she's tested, Martin's tested, we're tested. Yes, indeed, we can look at the life and say, there's testing. Okay? So, that's not... raw. raw is... Um, <clears throat> There really are some problems getting a transmission from late sixth density to, to here. And um, they're not Buddhas. And a Buddha wouldn't even be talking this way, you know? A Buddha, Avatara, they don't even do this kind of work. They're, they're teaching, their work is uh, very different. They wouldn't even, you wouldn't even get any of this information from them, even if they know it better than Ra, or could explain it maybe better. I don't know. They're not, they're not even going to be in this realm of presentation. Um, so, we can see that, <clears throat> yes, from the perspective of higher self uh, or unity, 
the world without time, as the oracle said, um, the uh, experience, our experience of sequential testing in a lifetime, our experience of successive choices made in a lifetime, is seen as um, choices already made, testing already complete, and the lifetime in, in, to the degree, indeed, that self-understanding is critical to the path. Self-understanding is self-love, is self-knowing. Know yourself, accept yourself, become the creator. Yes, indeed. Know thyself, right? Number one key to the path, actually. Uh, to that extent, uh, to the extent that the, the, the key to the path is self-knowing, which is revelatory, revelation, the revealing of what we are, self-realization, make real the true self but the true self is not your your personality it's be it's not only your personality or your body your personality your body mind uh, all the energy fields that's just those are just aspects of the totality of what self is but the deeper deepening of understanding or know thyself know yourself accept yourself become the creator the path of the whole octave not just the incarnation is very much a study of what we are which is um how we got here, which is basically our biases, which is what we, how we conceive ourselves and world and and relationship, and um, including how we feel about this and that. The feelings are a portion of uh, self-conception, self-image, self-view, worldview, and then uh, values, moral values, and what we what we consider better and worse and more or less valuable. Um, self-understanding as self-study, as the purpose of a lifetime, um, regardless of the experience of uh, successive testings. And so you can't know more than the choices you already understand. The choices already made, needing to be understood, the self as we are, having being the product of, of, of all previous choices, actually all, and therefore we can say biases, Knowing that, uh, or knowing ourselves more fully, we will know how we got here. We'll also know what our um, uh, uh, what our options are for um, refined biases, or uh, the future. What what is more skillful than than less? And in the life review, how well we did in the incarnation. Uh, how well we understood ourselves <laughs> um, by the experience of testing whose ultimate purpose is self-study. It's basically through the uh, space-time apparent experience of continued testing, life path as continued testing and challenge. By that, um, apparent life testing is ultimately the catalyst to deeper self-understanding of our biases, or of our, you know, uh, attitude, the complex of attitudes associated with belief, you know, core beliefs and values. Uh, that process of um, incarnational self-study um, through the catalyst of successive incarnational testing, or challenging catalyst, is seen very fully in the life review. And... Uh, that that's some resolution of, of the multiple uses of the words testing and study 
So surely we experience testing, but the purpose of that testing as catalyst is for deeper self-study about core beliefs and values. And the evolution of those core beliefs and values, the evolution of our biases is seen in the life review, which is a self-observation. And in some ways it's a testing in the life review um, of how well we understand, I guess, the evolution we did indeed make in, in the incarnation. And so, finally, I know if anybody has to go, that's fine. Uh, we have the page on simultaneity. And I just want to clear that up that um, true simultaneity is not our concept of simultaneity. Uh, 82.6, second paragraph, second quote, the nature, Ross said, the nature of true simultaneity is such that indeed all is simultaneous. Uh, okay, simultaneity is all simultaneous. Bottom of the page, 105.16, Ross said, each mind-body-spirit complex, or each mind-body-spirit, mind-body-spirit complex has an existence simultaneous with that of creation it is not dependent upon any physical vehicle. Uh, and so, uh, our total existence, which is not only in time, but also outside of time, or is um, temporal and trans-temporal both, or the temporal time, experience of linear time, and the reality of timelessness, uh, are coincidental, are, are, are identical, in fact. So what we experience as um, linear temporal is itself timeless, um, simultaneous, uh, all now, or non-arising even. Uh, that's comparable to existence simultaneous with that of creation. All of what seems like different time and space is one time and one space. And that's um, where Ra. Uh, that that's where Ra kind of gave some uh, some talking about. We can see the higher self as our future, but it's actually simultaneous. And so, um, and this is where we'll leave for today. Thirty-six five down the page a bit. A cat is freaking out. Uh, Ross said, perhaps the, sim the simplest example of this apparent simultaneity of existence of two selves, which are, in, which are in truth one self at the same time space, and that's the, that's the takeaway, that, that's the pith teaching, is that we have the appearance of the simultaneity, the appearance of two selves whose apparent existence appears or is conceptually understood as simultaneous. But in fact, there are not two selves, meaning my body, spirit, my body, spirit complex, and higher self. Those are not two selves that are apparently simultaneous. It's in truth or in reality beyond concept, one self at the same time space, meaning it is one uh, life or one field, not two fields vibrating together. It's one field vibrating at different frequencies. And so this apparent simultaneity of the apparent existence of apparently two, which is really one now, 
is uh, over self, over soul, or higher self seems, seems, seems by our concept to exist simultaneously, and so it seems to exist simultaneously with mind, body, spirit complex, which it is, right? So we have the experience of a of a personal self, um, which we can call mind, body, spirit complex, which is the metaphysical analog, and we have the uh, idea, <laughs> or maybe some experience of a higher self, or atman, or over soul. Okay, so we seem we experience apparently two, the the apparent duality of a personal self, mind-body-spirit complex, and the higher self as two. We have the idea, or we may have some experience, that these two exist simultaneously. But actually, Ra said, this is not actually simultaneous. Now, this means that your concept of simultaneous is mistaken. And then they say, and this is where it's confusing, for the higher self, and actually, it really be, would be seems to be <laughs> moving to my body spirit complex as needed from a position in development of the entity, which would be considered, or is considered by the by the concept making self as our future, the future of this entity. So, by concept, or uh, our our by our perception, we form the concepts or have the so-called experience of me and a higher self by our perception and our experience we form the concept that these two are simultaneous but all of that is concept bound or uh, samskara or sunya empty illusory insubstantial anatta no self selfless uh, devoid of uh, essential being they're just concepts it's the illusion of limits the concept uh, based on the experience, I mean, you know, it's our experience, sure, that I am not higher self. <laughs> we don't have, we don't have the powers of Atman, obviously, in manifestation. So we obviously experience it. That's not just a concept. That's a pretty, pretty real experience, right? But it's the result of limited perception and limited development. So we seem pretty clearly to feel there's me and there's Atman, and clearly. We can say, well, I've had some contact and um, some union, and I can say they're simultaneous. But actually, it's not simultaneous, because the reality is that there's one. it's one being at the same time space, but in a seven-dimensional field. The self is a seven-dimensional sentient field. And that one, that unified seven-dimensional sentient field of energy, which includes consciousness and matter at this level, um, is existing um, as one being at one time space or one uh, octavic uh, coordinate you know it's, it's the coordinate is uh, the mind of the logos <laughs> in the appearance of the octave and the appearance of a seven dimensional seven energy field uh, apparent self that appear that, that manifests multiple uh, foci of consciousness like my body spirit complex higher self and the seventh density resource so the appearance of triadic foci of sentience or foci of consciousness or awareness uh, triadic is really a unified one and the appearance of uh, apparent time space or the appearance of time space and space time as distinct is itself also uh, an experience based on limited development and so, uh, when the doors of perception are cleansed, it all appears, it's all seen as, um, you know, infinite. So, the, the finite is seen as the infinite, 
um, in complete and perfect enlightenment. And everyone is God, or uh, one can see all is the creator. And the purpose of an incarnation is to refine the deep mind biases that are associated with our limited current state. And our limited current state is not the totality of what we are, but it surely is uh, a manifestation of limited development of that seven-dimensional uh, sentient field. That, that seven-dimensional sentient field includes third-dimensional uh, manifestation, in our case now, that is of limited development. And so in the sense, you can say the octave is a course in the, in the creator knowing itself. The octave itself is an exercise of the, of the logos to know itself. Likewise, within that, the triadic uh, seven-dimensional selfhood is an exercise in the logos knowing itself in more detail by having these three foci of uh, awareness, mind-body-spirit complex, higher self, and the seventh density one. Likewise, an incarnation is a, is a course of totality knowing itself, uh, particularly knowing what we are as the result of uh, choices and choices made, choices established by bias. Uh, but the reality is that that whole seven-dimensional situation of energy consciousness, the sentient seven-dimensional field of apparent selfhood, uh, is one being in, in at one uh, uh, octave coordinate, not even seven, because the seven is really one, two, one as well. Anyway, <laughs> from that level, uh, have a drink, have a cup of tea, have a sleep, wash your face. I hope it was fun. It was interesting for me. Uh, I hope we uh, shed some light here on uh, the uh, simultaneity and um, identity. <laughs> simultaneity as an experience, but as uh, parents, um, where a greater reality is oneself at one space-time, all is one. And um, going beyond duality, going beyond unity, going beyond conceptual limited formulation, uh, but but again, back down on the ground, um, it's important to know why we are as we are in the space-time manifestation of greater or lesser comfort and wellness. And um, uh, choices, certainly we experience testing and we will continue. Certainly we continue understanding self as much as we can. Um, and ultimately, the metaphysical reality of non-duality, um, we don't really have to worry about it. When you're ready, you'll know it fully. When we're there, we'll know. Um, speculation about ultimate reality isn't that helpful in the long run. Anyway, it's good to know oneself well. <laughs> and uh, know yourself, accept yourself, become the creator indeed. So thanks for listening. I hope it was helpful. I wish you all well, and good night.